Welcome to the Daily Art Show. Well, this is the new show on the new feed on a new day, starting once again a new adventure. I hope all of you are having a great day in your art studios. Hope the art is coming out well. This is going to be a short one today because I have so much going on. It is the 17th of February, 2015. And man, I can't believe it's the 17th already. Well, as everything always does, things take longer than you think they're going to. It's just inevitable. Uh, You have to plan on them taking longer. You have to just say to yourself, I know that even though I think it's going to take this, it's really going to take that. Now, it's not always the case. If you're, you know, you're used to building chairs and you've built a thousand chairs and it's time to build a chair, you might know exactly how long it takes to build a chair. But if you're not that experienced, it could take a while. What I did not anticipate in the making of my new store with my new enterprise is how long it would take to upload things. I'm physically limited by how fast I can upload things, kind of like YouTube videos. You can only put up so many, and this system's even slower than that. It just takes a long time to upload things. I've made about 140 unique products for the store in the last 17 days or so. Turns out I'm a real junkie creatively. I'm being creative. If you come into my office and say, hey, I need 100 posters, I could probably have them done in a couple days. (laughs) I just love, love making stuff. I love designing stuff. I love putting color together and type. I just love it. It's the weirdest damn thing. So every morning I sit down and crank out a whole bunch of designs and ideas. And the thing is, I get to have total carte blanche in this uh, project, which is so unusual. And, you know, the good thing is you, you don't want to do just anything, of course, because then it's all over the place. So you want to have themes and ideas and, you know, that kind of thing. So that's what I've been doing. So uh, getting this store filled with products, making the products, uploading the products, and then making sure everything works, which is the next step, has been a lot of work. And I find now I have to stop myself from making any more stuff. I could go on creating stuff forever. Uh, My problem is, what do you do with it after you create it? And this is the universal problem all people have. You know, I was just thinking about a friend of mine about a year ago who was in the middle of all sorts of projects. And he came forward and said, I'm so angry that the people on you know Facebook and Twitter don't notice what I'm doing. I can't sell any of my art. People don't buy my books. And I quit the whole thing. And so he pulled back, quit everything, pulled everything out and gone. I haven't seen him in a year. He had done that about three times already. And I think about that because I get the same feeling. You know, I get in the middle of a project or not the middle, I get, you know, into the marketing end of a project and, you know, no one buys my book, no one notices, no one buys a poster, no one cares, people are busy. And man, I get so crazy frustrated with it and go, gosh, you know, like, what am I doing? You know, and I watch other people sketch something or do something, or they have a a measurably more talent than me. 
and I look at them and go, man, what am I, am I just wasting my time? And I see this all the time, all the time. I see people having this incredible crisis of, you know, I don't know what you'd call it, frustration of not being able to market and sell their art and make a living at it. That's the frustration. You know, there's millions of people who want to act, go to Hollywood and can't become actors. It's just the reality of it. Millions of people want to draw and create art. You have to do it for your own reasons, and that's what we do it for, and eventually we'd like to make money at it. But it doesn't always go that way. It is hard to make a living at art. It's difficult. You have to stick with it. And even then, it doesn't mean you're going to succeed. It's like being an athlete. There's luck. Injuries happen. Natural talent. You know, you only have so many productive years to become an athlete. And then when that window closes, doesn't matter how hard you work, you know, time is now against you. And so on and so forth. You can watch this with famous athletes as they go through this cycle. The good thing about artists is we have a much longer window than athletes. They have a very finite short window. As an artist, you can grow and grow and grow and grow into your craft. That is a really cool thing. All things being equal, you could be better at 40 than you were at 20. You could be better at 60 than you were at 50. All things being equal. Of course, there's luck, health issues, and so on and so forth. Now, what does being good mean? Does mean being good means you sell more of your art? Or does being good mean you're better at creating art? Whatever that would mean for you. You know, if you want to get good at marketing stuff, go into marketing. Then no matter what you're selling, you'll understand the big picture of marketing and understand how a product fits into that picture. As artists on the whole other end of the endeavor, the production scale, we have no concept of that. So the ideal thing then would be to quit art altogether and go into marketing for 10 years and then you'd come out really knowing marketing. The problem with everything in life is everyone is sort of fragmented and has to do it all by themselves. It's difficult, if not impossible, if not impossible, to do everything yourself. How can you be a master table builder and be the guy that makes the magazines that sells the tables and then be the guy that markets the magazine and the tables? How can you be the guy that builds the website, writes the copy, does all the postcards, mails things out, calls people on the phone, goes to trade shows? How can you do that and then still be a master table maker. You're either going to spend your time making tables or you're going to spend your time marketing the selling of tables. I don't see how anybody can do all of it all at once. Now, of course, like I just said, we're fragmented, we're individuals, and we're all trying to do it. People on Patreon do it, people on Kickstarter, and we see people doing it and go, hey, I can do it too. Well, look at Brad Pitt. He went to Hollywood and became an actor. It's possible that you know, you and I could become as famous as Brad Pitt. We'd have to work as hard as him. We'd have to go with that many auditions. It's just not very likely. It could happen. Anything can happen. How likely is it? So, as I've often discussed on the show, you sort of have to have to refocus what you want, what you think, and understand the real terrain. It's like going hunting. You may want to eat and kill a buffalo and may really need a buffalo that day. 
but there may be no buffalo around, so you may end up eating a rattlesnake or a wild chicken or something. You have to go with what is offered to you, the cards that are dealt. This can be frustrating, being dealt cards you don't want. For creative people, it's about their projects and about selling. You know, for people who aren't creative, you know what their issue is? They want love and acceptance. When I talk to people who don't have quote-unquote a creative passion, usually what's on their mind, beyond their children and so on, is finding some other significant person in their life to share their life with, which is, of course, one of the most basic human things besides eating there is. You know, wanting to share your life with someone who cares about you and you care about them. Most people I know, again, who are not doing creative stuff, that's what's on their mind. If they are single, they don't want to be single. They work at not being single. They go on dates. They join meetup groups. They go here. They go there. They never stop. For years and years and years and years and years, they search for another significant person. And they date and they go through lots of people. But they never stop. It's so ingrained biologically, even though it's depressing and discouraging and they go through marriages and divorces, they still sign right back up to have a relationship. That's what most people do. Creative people are different. They have this other thing with the relationship. They also have this passionate thing about their projects. And then they start wanting to take their projects and their art and make money on it so they can keep doing more art and projects that they can make money on. It's very difficult to sell art. Very difficult. It's probably difficult to sell anything, I would expect, even good things. You know, you could have this like miracle drug that would help everybody, but you still have to have some rep, drive around, show it to the doctors, give them the pamphlets, wait months for the doctors to prescribe it, and so on and so forth. It takes time to market anything, even a world-saving drug. And it takes a whole team, a crew of people to do it. To wake up one morning and slap your head, you know, self in the forehead and go, oh my God, I'm, I'm not good at marketing or accounting or whatever. I'm only good at painting and creating. Well, of course, that's what you've been practicing all, this, all these years. That's what you are good at. Don't beat yourself up for the things you're not. Try to have a realistic assessment of what things are. And believe me, I know about the frustration of not getting what you want and, you know, aspiring to do things or working hard in a project and nothing happening from it. I know all about it. E- even worse, you know, could you imagine making a project and then people come and tell you how much they hate the project, where they actually are working against you in the project? That's a whole nother thing. Imagine being an advocate for something, let's say like gay rights, and then you have all these other haters who just hate gay people working against you, writing you letters, email bombing you, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you simply because of your sexual orientation. People attack others based on almost anything, and especially on the internet where you can be anonymous. So that's a whole different problem. Imagine if you were a success or semi-successful, and now you have all these people attacking you. That's the next stage of success. Look at someone like Tom Vassell, who produces The Dice Tower. It's a video show about board games and a podcast. Well, guess what? Almost every 10 minutes when he's doing a live broadcast, he has to ban somebody from the broadcast. He does so very calmly, very coolly, but he's constantly under attack. Everyone who achieves even the smallest bit of fame is going to find that there's a very vocal group of haters who constantly attack you. They're unavoidable. They'll hate your religion. 
They'll hate your hair color. They'll hate everything or something. There's nothing you can do to escape prejudiced, bigoted, angry people frustrated at their life who come and find you and take it out on you. And that is the next stage of fame. So people yearn for this and that and so forth. Let me tell you, I've seen people get this and that and so forth, and it always ends up being not at all what they expected it to be. So here's what I think. I think God has a plan for every one of us. I know that sounds corny, but I think it's true. And I think if, you know, if like things were meant to be or going to happen and we want good things for ourselves and our families, then that's the way it should go. But God is sort of protecting us from the thing that shouldn't happen. It's not going to happen. And I know that can be frustrating, especially when you want to be a movie star and you can't be. You're like, I really need to be a movie star, you know, but you can't be. You're not getting hired for the jobs. Eventually, you have to accept it. And that acceptance leads to all kinds of wisdom and happiness, believe it or not. It's just so hard to do. Ah, you know, it's kind of like knowing how to fight, but deciding not to. It's, it's the weirdest thing, but till you know how to fight, you can't decide not to. I know this is rather confusing and doesn't really give you any answers, but I have a lot of empathy for artists and people from all walks of life at all things, because I think people yearn for things and they can't have them. And I think it hurts them physically, emotionally, and uh, it's tough to digest that feeling not getting what you really, really want. Well, I've been working my butt off here in the art studio. Lots of projects, client work coming in. I've uh, actually been selling painted work. You know, you guys know my dream of being a painter and, uh, you know, still practicing, still working, but still don't consider myself a painter, still very much an amateur. But I've, you know, actually by practicing and practicing my painting, it's gotten better. And a client came along and needed a painting. And I said, well, you know, this is what I do. I said, I can give it a try. And I think, I, I mean, I really came up a couple levels for me. I, I, I'm really surprised at how good it is. Uh, for me, it's sort of a breakthrough piece. So that's exciting. Uh, turns out that practice, practice, and then more practice, followed up by even more practice, actually uh, lends itself to improvement. Who would ever thought that? Well, guys, have a great day in your art studios. Carry on. I'll be back before you know it. Keep creating. Keep doing your thing. And uh, if you need me, reach out. And I'll reach back. All righty. Bye-bye.